Welcome to Highly Functioning, a show about exploring, understanding, and optimizing the mind from a non-neurotypical lens. Hey folks, on this week's episode, we talk about our year in review. We reflect on our last year, our learnings, our setbacks, and our successes. We also talked about things we have planned for the future, how the podcast might be structured, and the introduction of a possible future newsletter. As always, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting app. Follow us and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash highlyfunctioning. And if you like our content, consider supporting us at highlyfunctioning.ca. There you'll find bonus content, Q&As, and be able to provide direct input on how you can change the show. Hey, Winston, how's it going? Hey, David, how are you, my man? <laughs> I'm good. So we wanted to do a season one wrap-up, 2020 wrap-up episode, and we weren't exactly sure or necessarily on the same page about what that would be, but I still think it's a valuable process generally because it's also like a meta episode about the importance of reflection and the importance of taking time because very much I'm an advocate of being mindful and living in the moment, but it's also important to sometimes well, take a step back and reflect and look forward and that kind of stuff as well. So for me, you know, and I want to hear both what you were about to say before I just jumped into the recording, um, but, and, and your thoughts generally, but for me, there's basically sort of like, it's like maybe a two by two grid of the things we can talk about. Right. And so there's looking backward. Okay. This is, I think our 20th or about our 20th episode Um, You know, we've been running this for quite a while. It's been maybe six months or more since we started thinking about this project. Wow. It's already changed. How has it developed? So looking back and then, you know, uh, so I suppose it's a three by two grid. Okay. Where do we think we are now and looking forward, right? What do we hope to get out of the next season Um, and that sort of thing? And also, what do we hope to get out of it as, let's call it more of the business, not just the content, but, you know, the project as a whole. And then also, you know, each of us, maybe it's a three by three grid, each of us can reflect on those same things with respect to ourselves relative to the project, right? What value did I hope to get out of it? What value did I get out of it? What help, what value do I hope to get out of it moving forward? So I think that's kind of the way I would think about it. Um, and then also we can kind of talk about our, our massive audience and how we hope to engage and grow that as well. But that's my framing and my my initial thinking of it. But um, what do what what do you think? And what were you going to say? I love it. Uh, I was going to come up with my own uh, my own grid, but I think you did you did it quite well. Um, where do you want to start? I think well, I thought you were going to you were worried you were going to blindside me with something. No, I was going to say uh, that was more of a future conversation. Um, but let's let, I guess. That was more about what we should do for the future. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't blindside you right on the wrap-up episode. Um, But so far, we've read 20 episodes and I've yet to blindside you with anything. So we'll see if uh, number 20 changes that. Um, Um, But thinking on the past, I'm going to let you go for it first. Um, What what have you learned from this so far? And um, how do you feel about the last 20 episodes we've done? Um, so it's interesting. So obviously we started very much with like a pigeon, more of a specific idea of like, you know, we're exploring Asperger's and then it expanded to more. So we're just exploring how to optimize our minds. Right. And clearly we have 
different minds than average, um, but that it doesn't specifically matter. We're just exploring our minds. And it was definitely a bit of a learning curve for me, or it was a bit like growing pains, let's say, because I wasn't exactly sure what we wanted to do. I'm not used to having someone uh, as engaged as you are, right? And with your own views and opinions. So like that was interesting. Um, and it was, uh, interest, you were frustratingly patient and calm. <laughs> and so for me, it was like interesting to deal with cause I'd get mad or frustrated and you'd just be very calm in your response. And that would frustrate me more. And so that was interesting to, to deal with in, in terms of, I think we also have a, have had a different kind of style. I like to just come on without any information and just start thinking out loud on camera. That's what I value. That's what I value just generally. And that's what I enjoy in content uh, I consume. I want to see people who are coming to new conclusions on air or live, right? Um, and that was definitely at, a, at odds with at least how uh, you tended to want to approach things. So that was interesting. And so it was kind of like us learning each other's style and trying to find a balance, which does remind me of, um, you know, the podcast I did, I do with Tim Moen. And it was like, at the start, it was kind of, we weren't really in sync with each other, what kind of topics, and we would go back and forth. And we eventually got to a point where now we're just comfortable we whatever we want to talk about, like we know kind of the theme. We don't talk about like things that are completely irrelevant, but we're just comfortable talking to each other authentically, right? And so that's been really valuable. And I fit. I feel like you and I have, you know, we're we're good friends, and so that's that's come a lot quicker as well. Um, in terms of the topics, it's I don't really know how I feel about the kinds of topics we covered. Um, I, I remember getting sometimes frustrated about ones that I thought were too philosophical and we couldn't have the proper conversation. Um, and so I think, you know, it's good to, and unless we want to start like trying to build up psychological stuff from a philosophic base, like that would be interesting potentially. Um, yeah. And so that's sort of the, what initially I think about with respect to looking back. And for me, it's been, it's been, I think it's been pretty valuable. Um, like just personally, I, I always like exploring these ideas. Uh, definitely over the time we've been recording, I've created other outlets for myself to also explore like mindfulness in particular, my specific theory of mind in particular. So it's interesting for me to now work. I'm going to be reflecting over the next month and trying to understand how does this all integrate for me? Because they're all really useful tools. And, and now just briefly looking forward, because and then I'll let you go. You know, the, the most recent list I sent you of topic ideas are specific concepts that I want to understand better, that I want to think through, that I want to work through, that are in support. That like for me, this is kind of connecting my theory of psychology with my mindfulness training. This is kind of the piece in the middle where I want to like think through the application of my ideas and test them against someone else who's deeply introspective, who has the ability to think about these things as well, because I have yeah theories that are based in philosophy, blah, blah, blah. And then I want to translate that to like specific actionable things, but I need a testing ground for my ideas. Um, and it seems like specific concepts and really diving deep. What are uh, standing orders, right? Like, what is that? 
um, is really interesting to me. And I think that I don't, uh, we'll see if that fits in with your goals for the future. Blindsided. But that to me is interesting. Uh, um, but yeah. So what, what have you thought, uh, looking back? So, um, looking back, I, I look back, uh, very fondly on it for a few different reasons. Right. So, um, one is because I find that like, of course, working with you has been a trip, uh, because and for good and for bad, because the same way I've been, uh, the same way I've been really calm. There's times where it's been hard to be calm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and like, I find that to be the best part because, um, even after, like, of course, we can frustrate you. <laughs> I know you're you're having a you're having a blast <laughs> over there, but um, I know like it, it can be difficult working with someone else who like is as engaged with you on different topics or is as opinionated with certain things. Like you might have seen, like uh, when I go back and look at uh, look back on some of the episodes, I see where we sort of rub and have a little bit of friction, and I, I look back fondly on that, especially because of how consistent we've been, right? So for 20 episodes to um, sit down and be like, every single week, we're going to go and try exploring one new thing about the mind. Um, I found it really interesting where most of the time, the type of things that I'm used to is everyone comes in with their point of view. You've usually seen the other person's point of view a few times before the final presentation. And then you get in front of the presentation and you're not really surprised. You might be surprised with the Q&A and where the conversation goes after you've presented something, but I've yet to be in a situation where it's like, hey, we're going to be online, we're going to put out our opinions, and we're going to think right on air. Um, and I found it to be incredibly insightful and a really learning experience for me because it makes me a lot more confident outside of this to say my opinions firmly and not be afraid who's on the other side other side listening to it because I firmly now believe that like you can always change your mind. Right. So I look back on these episodes and I, I think um, we've gone through a lot of, I guess, good content and a number of different um, number of different topics that especially came to mind in our lives. Like for example, we went through an addiction episode. We went through one about depression when I was having uh, issues uh, with the concussion and things like that. Um, one of the things, and I guess switching a little bit future focusing is I want to have a little bit of a hybrid approach between what you mentioned, where we spend some time like discovering things on the podcast, but also I want to spend a little bit more time thinking like some pre-work to one, when we're talking about something like standing orders, have the little bit in the front where we explain what they are, have a little bit of foundation, and then we can go off on a tangent and also be a little bit more structured in um, structured in our chaos almost like where we can, cause I've seen some shows do like segments where it's like the first one is like some new thing that we've learned today or like some new experience or integration. And then we can end off with a new novel thing that you're thinking about that you haven't quite understood. Cause sometimes I feel I, at least because of like the world that I come from feel the pressure to be like, I have to have a fully thought out idea to present to folks as opposed to start something else and use like the power of people to, I guess, think, think things through. So that was the thing that I was like, um, that was afraid I might blindside you with <laughs> being that like add a little bit more structure so that when we look back, it's almost a few different series or we have segments and we can like cut them out and make them their own, their own like pieces of content that would be enjoyable. Um, just cause I feel like that gives us enough variation in an episode where we can cater to each of our different interests. Right. 
I don't feel like I'm being blindsided completely when David goes in a completely different direction. And you feel like you're always having fun on the podcast because uh, you either might learn something new about a topic that I bring up, or you can be like, Winston, that thing that you mentioned, which you do often is like, I think that's completely and utterly wrong and the wrong way to do things. (laughs) And then that, and we can see where the podcast goes with that. Right. I'm interested to hear what our viewers uh, or listeners think about that because I'm fine with, I'm definitely open to adding more order to the podcast, to the project. I'm very hesitant to add more order to me. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so it's a matter of how do we balance that? Because one thing that I've noticed or one thing that I've uh, thought about with respect to this this sort, it's tangentially related, I think. Um, because I'm, I'm perfectly fine if you want to do that at the start of the podcast. I just know that type of pre-work is very difficult for me to do, to write a script or whatever it is, right? So, like, it's just, it, it, it's difficult for me to do, and so I don't imagine I will want to do it very much, right? Um, if you want to do that for specific episodes or all of the episodes or whatever, like I'm, I'm fine with that. And I, I do understand that it provides an additional value to, to many people, um, where I'm hesitant. And this is what connects to sort of the one, this is going to make me seem full of myself to people who don't know me. But one of the issues that I like the, the thing that frustrated me the most so far, which is, I think also would be related to this is when you present certain things and I kind of question them deeply, it's frustrating to me because I've thought through some of this a lot more than you have. Mm -hmm. And so it's frustrating to debate as if we both have like equal footing, Mm -hmm. whereas sometimes I feel like we don't. And so particularly that's what happened when you presented your idea of like uh, happiness by omission. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is just wrong. And it was kind of frustrating for me to have that conversation. And it became just kind of me trying to explain stuff a bit outside of my wheelhouse even. Right. Mm. Um, And so I'm just kind of one throwing that at you now, just generally. (laughs) And two, like highlighting that that is something that we should be aware of generally, because, you know, you've mentioned that you find value in the way I kind of that you you often learn things from me during the show and stuff. And I think it's important to just highlight and each and be aware in a given topic, you know, what is each person standing relative to that topic and stuff. And to talk specifically on your example, like I don't think it's going to be a big issue moving forward just because that one was, I think that was particularly a weird case because it was just something that I had heard about offhand in like the last, in the 48 hours prior, where I was like, this is so exciting and novel. I've never heard about this. I haven't really looked into it. Let me bring it up on the podcast and bring it up with David because it seemed like a good idea. Mm-hmm. What we could do moving forward is one, find ones that I'm pretty strongly about. Like I wasn't really strongly about that. So when you said that's completely wrong, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I think it'd be nicer if there was something that, uh, especially when I think about mindfulness and I think about the way the brain works, um, there are some things where we might overcorrect on like a piece of advice that we give people, not giving it the right nuance. And I think if I bring something like that up where I might have overcorrected and you might 
re-correct me. That's very valuable for someone who's listening because they get to see the other side of the story. And I can present a very proper view as opposed to this sounds novel and interesting. Do you get what I mean? And that way, like even like sometimes it sucks being the guy who has to be wrong on the podcast. Um, and sometimes there's been places where I've been glaringly wrong. Um, but I find that those moments for me, I find them super interesting and super insightful. And someone who's listening would also find them insightful as well. Um, because I feel like I'm a pretty good debater. Or I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong in my views in some ways. So like, I'll give you a fair shot, <laughs> um, in, in making sure that like the, the response that you have is well, well thought out. Yeah. And that makes sense. And I also think like, as we've gotten kind of more into a rhythm, we can kind of pre-talk if I think, no, this topic just wouldn't go well, specifically because the ones that I think are more philosophical rather than psychological, it's a different type of theory. And so just teasing out what, like where the differences are and if one falls in one camp versus the other, but it's also valuable, yeah, to present it sort of up front and talk about it like uh, you were just saying. And I'm actually, um, I'm very, I'm, I'm very optimistic for the future just because I spent some time in like before this year end review going through like our first episode to now. Um, and there's this saying where it's like, your just get through your first 50 episodes or first 50 videos or something because they're going to be shit anyways. <laughs> and I look back at our first video versus now and not to call it, not to call our first videos bad or anything. They're great. Uh, but you can see a large difference from what, like our video quality or audio quality, even like our at least for me, especially because I do less of this than you do, I see myself being more authentic on air than, hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is the radio show of highly functioning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think like moving forward, especially as we start to figure some of these things out and like a lot of our storming is off and now we're going to start norming and performing. I'm pretty excited because I've even gotten my own like interest or area that I want to go and pursue. And so we'll each have our own little own um, own experiences or we'll have a little bit different dynamic when we're exploring a topic that we bring up. Right. And bef before I add on to that, I want to add one more thing looking back is this has been extremely valuable for me because one of the things I mentioned this briefly, but one of the things I like most is thinking new thoughts. Like it literally feels good in my brain when I think something for the first time and make a new integration. And that happens far more with you than basically anyone else. So to be able to do that regularly, to be able to capture that on camera and stuff is really valuable, especially with topics uh, of interest and importance to me. So it's really great. Um, and then off of what you just said, I think not only, I, I think it's, we're both so deeply interested in psychology and in how our minds work. And I think we both have the same, it, the same proper framework as to why it matters. It matters because it's my mind. It's my life. I need to make sure I understand this fully so I can live the best life possible. And we have that same like kind of um, aim, that same goal, yeah. <laughs> right? target. But it seems like we come at it from very different perspectives, both in our methodology and in our specific areas of interest. You were recently messaging me about some guy you were really excited about. Um, some neuroscientist, right? Oliver Sacks. Yeah. And I was just like, cool, right? Like it's not my specific area of interest, but I think what's going to be really value about this, valuable about this project moving forward, especially as you continue to develop your areas of, in, of interest, then it will much more so be you can bring up a topic, you present it, 
to the audience and to me, and then we think through it together. And I love to be doing that like fresh, right? Mm -hmm. To really be testing my theory. And I do that often in my other podcast as well. He'll present a news item or, or a political theory and we'll just think through it and I'll try and be as objective and rational as I can about it and see. And I, I like trying to pick holes in it and that kind of stuff and trying to see how it integrates. And for me, I'm much more on the kind of like psychology to philosophy to mindfulness thing. And I'm just kind of exploring my own realm and like, so I can present that aspect of it. And so it's still like, this is where it unites in, well, how does this matter to me as a person trying to live my best life? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, so both we bring a different perspective to given topics, but I think we'll bring different topics to the table, which will be really interesting as well with a good overall framework. Um, and it's funny because like I, um, I fully agree with that because we lead very different lives and we aren't really like, this is one of the only places in which we have the same interests. Like in most other places, like we, well, of course, like different like shows and stuff like that. But a lot of that, we like those for the same reasons as why we started this podcast in the first place. But I mean, like if you looked at me and you looked at you, like we came from different backgrounds, we grew up differently. Uh, we completely went different directions in terms of like in our lives. Uh, and yet we still came down to the same place. And like, I know you focus a lot on like the mindfulness meditation thing. Um, and I focus a lot on the emotions and the uh, the relationship and conflict sort of thing. And so we end up, um, of course, we we double dip in both areas, but um, like I, I find that we come to different ideas, get different experiences. And like a lot of the reasons we disagree, we might have a specific experience that we have. And it's really, at least for me, I find it really interesting because there's some experiences that you can mention or you've thought through um, that I, I'm like, oh my God, I had zero idea David's ever felt that way or David's ever thought that way. And so I, I feel like it gives me a whole other lens to look at the look at the world and someone who I can talk to that's not going to get upset at me if I ask them a question or or, or push a little bit too far. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And I'm definitely interested to see how it goes, uh, you know, in the new year and moving forward. What I What I want to also add with respect to that is... Like, again, I think the, the project as a whole, I, I hope to grow in the next season over the next year, both in terms of potentially having some guests on, maybe different format types, and also building out, you know, a website, potentially a newsletter, because I think we will, like, just planning out the infrastructure generally with all of my projects, I'm in a place where I feel comfortable about the quality and type of content I'm producing. So now I'm shifting focus to like the sort of digital infrastructure behind it and marketing. But like, I don't like marketing, but you've already mentioned, you've brought up earlier that that's something we, we want to focus on. We should focus on as well. And so I think it'll be really interesting now that we have a rhythm, we have content we think is good quality shifting to that and that will also help us grow our audience engage and provide more value to the audience that we do have by you know if they like our content they want to know who we recommend they read what are good resources i'm already doing this with my mindfulness clients of here's a here's a homework assignment here's a podcast on this concept that you should listen to right mm -hmm. like here's the growth mindset podcast go listen to this guy talk about growth mindset and that also provides us another opportunity of we could listen to the same podcast and then just chew on it together, chew on that theory as framed by someone else instead of coming on and framing it ourselves. And so I just think that sort of piece of it 
is what I'm excited about for all of my projects. And this one, I think, has a big opportunity to grow in that way as well. And I like that because that's like a, it's let's grow together or grow with other people as opposed to like, let's race for the top. Because um, to bring back to our earlier point, doing something like that, where here's the foremost expert on growth mindset who spends his entire life work, life's work there, listen to his podcast. He's going to do a lot better than Winston trying to take all of his stuff and have it in the beginning. So it might be a good, it might be a good way for us to um, sort of have more of that like extrapolating content where we sit down and think through these ideas and think through how they've got them as opposed to um, do some of the generation uh, or like the synthesizing and presenting of that content. Mm. Yeah, and I hope, uh, you know, we can get people to start supporting us, to start engaging with us in this sort of thing, right? I really think the next year will be big for that. And I'm trying to also kind of get like, I think we can look into, we had someone doing some of our video editing and our social media and stuff. But once we sort of know what we want to do, we can also try and get support. And it's like a positive feedback loop of, you know, if we can pay, if we can get support, we can pay someone to do the marketing and we can get more support and that, and just grow the audience like that, which I think is really good. And we're also talking about, you know, how can we leverage this great TikTok thing? I, I have a new obsession with TikTok. So it's like, well, how do we make a high functioning TikTok? What's that about? It could just be, we could just make TikToks where it's just you and I talking at each other about just like the weirdest, most cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we just TikTok back to one another. And that's what it is. That might actually be fun. Like, screw Marco Polo. We just TikTok at each other. So it's public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just do this podcast. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, you're essentially seven. doing what Facebook, uh, you do. if you remember the Facebook wall, you know, when you used to write on people's yeah, walls yeah. and the world could see it, like your private conversations. I love you're essentially it. advocating for that. But before you had to write it down, which you hate doing. I hate doing uh, And so now you can just send video messages. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I like that. Let's do that. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I think we covered the six quadrants. We've talked about uh, each. Well, so what do you hope? To, what do you personally hope to get out of this moving forward? What additional value will it provide to you personally? Well, there's there's the the very selfish component of I really like this podcast because I leave the podcast and have a number of integrations after I leave. And one of the things, just to backtrack a second, when we mean integrations, integrations just means like there are um, a few different, like think about the best way I can explain it. The best way I can explain it is almost having a puzzle piece and there's one piece, one puzzle piece missing. And the moment you find that puzzle piece that makes all of these things to connect together and make a beautiful picture. That's what we mean by integrations where at least that's what I mean, because there's something else that um, there's like a piece or like something that was missing that I just needed someone else's experience or someone else's experience triggered a new thought that made it all make sense for me. Um, and I enjoy this podcast because it does that very often when I, when I, when I talk to you both on and off air, um, as well as I think it's really good because it allows you to, it allows you to document the process for someone who I personally, if I'm being really honest, is not as emotionally mature or as emotionally, um, Mature is not the right word, but emotionally mature is everyone else. Where it shows, 
at least the other person, like, or the guys that I know that are like, oh man, like that's not manly or that's not like, um, that's, that's weird. Or like, they think that's soft. They show that, oh, look, there is a avenue in which you can understand your emotions. They can explain it in a way. And we can have two guys talking through what it means to feel something, why it's important to feel something, ways to be compassionate to yourself. All of those things are things that I'm trying to tried to cultivate within my friend group by both modeling, uh, empowering, and then showing them the behavior. And this is one of those things that fits into that equation where I feel like if at the end of the day, I can make like 10 people or one person be a more emotional person, be some to their lover, to their, um, to their daughter, son, whatever it is, their, their kin, um, that for me would be a success because those are the type of friends or those are the type of people that I want to spend my life with. So the more and more there are of these people, the better and better it is. And I just mean men because I find men have that problem specifically, but I just mean in general, a lot of the, a lot or most of these things are applicable to a general audience. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad that this can serve as that uh, for you and for, for me as well. I'll say that I disagree on your definition. I think your definition of integration is too specific. So it's not just that last puzzle piece. That would be like a big integration. But an integration is any time a puzzle piece fits in, right? Any time a new piece of knowledge kind of integrates that fits into your existing knowledge base. And so it's really great when there's like one that kind of is mid-range and integrates like an entire branch or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? And for me, what I really value, I've mentioned before, is not just the integrations, but the like it's like the puzzle piece generation. So even if I don't know where it integrates yet, when I catch either from you or from myself a new idea, I'm like, wow, I have no idea where this fits yet, but this is awesome. And I really like that. Um, There's also the flip side, right? Like, I also love it when... and I, it, when I you rip talked. out a piece and it's like, yeah, that, so the, the whole segment is dead. There's a game called Karuko. Uh, and we actually, uh, um, uh, my girlfriend and I, we talk about this when, like when we notice one of us being inconsistent, we say Karuko. The reason being uh, it's Karuko is essentially like um, non-structured Sudoku. So Sudoku, I think is like, three by three so it's like um, nine boxes is the one that's like all over the place yeah it's all over the place but the crazy part about it is like, like you can go 80 percent of the puzzle and then like there's one number that's off and it throws everything out and you're gonna start from the beginning uh and we and like we call like those moments in and of itself are also interesting mm-hmm. although sometimes they can suck uh they're also really interesting if you're someone who likes to learn things because mm-hmm. you're like oh my god like i collected all these thoughts and these thoughts are either wrong or we're all organized the wrong way. Um, and that becomes really fun to sort of figure out, um, especially on the ones where you've spent like two years thinking about this thing and someone pulls something out because you're just right, less yeah, wrong. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really fun as well. And I'm, you know, if, if that happens, I've, I spent a lot of time doing nothing but trying to weed all of those out. So if that <laughs> happens, I'm super happy about it. I'm super excited, <laughs> but like, we'll see. All this mental health stuff, might be, it will be useful then when uh, the world uh, starts falling apart, right? And, and for me, looking forward, one thing that I, I, I want to kind of definitely emphasize is a reason this is so valuable for me. And, and it's something I've not had the proper mindset about 
is that this is a very safe place for me, right? I, I and like I can just be authentic with you and and explore these ideas with you. And so I definitely think like moving forward, you mentioned a few times like uh, like masculinity stuff. And it's like, yeah, I really care about gender and the implications of gender on my psychology and psychology generally. So like that's a whole realm of topics that I might want to explore. And it's really interesting to be able to have a place to explore that honestly and authentically. And whatever it is, right, that's about kind of understanding and integrating the mind better. Um, and so I really look forward to just having a place where as I continue to dig, as I continue to explore, hopefully I'll get a significant other in the next year. And then I, I can freak my out relationship about it on this podcast. <laughs> I just freak out about it and ask you for advice because you've had a girlfriend for a long time. Um, but so all of that, like, I just like having people having places where I can show up authentically and explore what I'm thinking through. And obviously there's a specific lens that uh, we're, we're working with. But I, I think that's really valuable, and I just hope to leverage that aspect of it more moving forward um, and kind of show up more emotional rather than just kind of in my head. And to your point, I think I hope we can do that more because it would be weird if I talk a lot about having an emotional conversation and how important it is, and then we never have an emotional conversation on the podcast. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely think we should do more of that because I, at least – at least for me, I think a lot of the moments in which I've changed my mind the largest is when someone's modeled the behavior, not necessarily just talked about it. Mm-hmm. And so when I see someone who's like, who's one of the last people that I expect, or doesn't look like someone who's likely going to do something, do something. Or it's like when you see the big burly guy be really, really nice or like to help the little kid or something. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh, like it really, that contrast really throws you, that that really makes you change your mind. So I think it's important that we have conversations where it's like, where we be more, and maybe that's just a, the takeaway for me, where we have more explicit conversations about things that might be really tough to talk about and know that you can talk to a friend. And of course, it might be difficult for us to talk about it on air but at least someone else can model that behavior and talk about it to someone else when there is no recorder on, you know what I mean? Um, And that might be, and I've done it with my friends now and we're closer friends than we've ever been. And Mm -hmm. so that can only be good uh, for people generally. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good. And it kind of is a good, it's a necessary piece to, I, to make this a whole project, to make this a whole entity, right? The same way it is for a person to be a whole entity. Right. And I think, what comes to mind is for our first episode of season two, we should pick a kind of vague topic. And the goal is just, we have to talk for an hour and we have to stay emotional the whole time. And so, our, and we just have to keep catching each other and bringing it back. And that's why I, I'm excited that we're releasing or we have released or will release this bonus episode because we kind of have that experience in it a little bit of like, trying to switch to more of an emotional conversation and that kind of thing. Cause it's a really interesting mechanism. I've, I've practiced it with my sister of, we start talking about something and I go, Oh, Nope, we're stuck in our heads again. Right. Let's, and it's just, you and I tend to feed off each other quite a bit. So it'll be interesting to train that because mm-hmm. it's the same training that I have to do for myself that most pe- many people, especially people who would be watching this podcast, they have to just train. It's practice. So it's interesting to practice that with someone else as well. It's like a, an, it's like an emoting gym buddy. Mm-hmm. And the, we could just do that. That could be a bonus segment. Every once in a while, we just have 
the emotion gym. Just pick a topic and try and practice being emotional about it. Just have like in the corner right here, like this emotional like doll or something pop up. It's like catch the emotional moment. Yeah, we each have like two placards, and Winston, (laughs) you're being unemotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, And that, that that automatically made me think. That made me think of why, like. I think this would be particularly valuable um, for a subset of the population that tends to intellectualize things, where I think it's actually a larger subset than we th- than we let on. Um, because I was talking to my my therapist about this, and we had a, we had a laugh um, where she said that most people the problem that they have is telling some is having someone come to therapy to be more to teach themselves how to take or, or manage their emotions. Whereas you're the first person I've had who's come into therapy for the exact opposite problem, which is to be more emotional. <laughs> and they're like, it's a completely different dynamic because what I would do normally is very, um, is th- thrown out the window. So I think it's not, it would be to, to, I guess, piggyback off the earlier point to see someone like us who intellectualizes things easy become a much more full person that um, that shows that emotional side. And if we have as many quirky or like just downright, just l- even if they're lame <laughs> things to show when we are able to have that, I'm all on board. Right. And, and it provides it. That's funny as well, because so many people who are unemotional, they think it's just a good thing or it's an acceptable thing. And so they wouldn't go to therapy to fix that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, and for me as well, it provides a whole other realm of things I could talk about that I think are really valuable to explore from the same premise of how do we, how do others have the best mind possible that like weren't thought of because they're more attached to my emotional thinking, right? So my my experiences with my first therapist would be hugely beneficial to talk about, but like it's like I even can feel the emotion coming up now because it was such a dark time. It was such a personal thing and it would be valuable to explore and reflect on for myself, my, my struggles with gender identity, right? Like um, even with sexuality and other things like that, that are hugely psychologically important, but they're attached to my feminine side, my emotional side. And so when I'm thinking, what am I doing for highly functioning? They don't come up. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm working on now is trying to integrate them properly. So like just yesterday, I spoke with someone about gender for about an hour. And it was the first time I ever did it from a less emotional standpoint. And it was almost difficult because like, it's a different process in my mind. And I almost my emotions almost feel betrayed because like, what do you mean? You're just talking about this objectively? This is how you feel, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's this really interesting experience that I'm trying to work to integrate. Um, so that, that opens an entire other realm that I think would be very valuable because, you know, if we're talking about highly functioning as people, we've, the first season has focused on intellect, not emotions primarily, right? We talked about love. We talked about a couple things, but like, yeah, we, we were very, uh, right brain or left brain or whatever it is. And we got to do the, do the full. And I think it's important to show that like, and, and through that, I hope what we show is that being highly functioning is not a, is not just a set of characteristics or it's, it's not, there's not a view of what a highly functioning person looks like. And then 
everyone has to fit that mold. It's going to be very different depending on who you are, what you came from, what you did, what you experienced and how you feel or what the values are, right? You become the highest functioning person you can be. And that's going to be different than the highest functioning person I can be or Joe or Mary or Bob. You get the point. And neither of which is, and neither of which is wrong. Right. uh, Which is really easy to do because we have a culture where it's very easy to compare yourself with other people. Right. So I think it's good. And and I think that's going to manifest that way at some point where it's like me and you are going to be very different people at the end of this. And I think we're going to look less similar than um, we're going to be more different than we are similar as we find out that like, especially as, as you get really deep into things, you find that general things apply to general people, but specific things apply specifically. Um, and we're going to have different views on different things, especially when you start getting into um, more diverse topics like that. That's a really interesting point that I've not thought about because like integration, when we first <laughs> met, um, we seemed quite like we were like, oh, wow, we're very similar in our thinking. And then the more we explored it, the more we realized, okay, no, there are some differences. And I think it's also like, it's basically just a, a method of commitment to the truth that we have in common. Like we both are just obsessed with trying to find the truth and like have this deep ability to do the, do so, to be rational. And like that, and for me, for a long time, that was most of my identity, right? And I don't know if it was the same for you, but basically that was the thing that we focused on that we talked about. And as we just kind of explore around that, it's like, oh no, there's all this other stuff. That's just one trait. So I think especially for people who are attracted to this kind of content as well, it will be a similar process. It's like, oh, wow, like these guys are like me. And then it's like, oh, no, but what am I actually like? Right. And and I think that's a really interesting way that, yeah, we'll probably end up as very different people once we're both fully self-actualized. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be nice to see that um, most people start off with, I know the answer. Here's the um, like here's how to do it. And like, I'm the perfect person. We're starting off with, I'm flawed. This is, and, and so some of our ideas were like, yep, this is the right answer. We're going to do it. The other, the other stuff were like, this seems pretty cool. Let me see, at least from my end, some of the stuff I hear from you, I'm like, this seems kind of cool. Like, let me go try it for a week and get back to you with the results. Um, and I think that's going to be, it's going to be cool to like document that experience of the whole document. Don't create um, that experience from someone who's, I guess, not self-actualized. Do you self-actualize? Hopefully fingers crossed. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else. I think this was a pretty thorough reflection. I I just want to say, like, I want to encourage anyone who is listening or watching, let us know what you liked about this, what you've liked about the first season, what you want to see moving forward. And yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to continuing and in particular trying to kind of put more focus now also on the growth and the infrastructure and that kind of stuff. The one extra thing that I would say is um, to the audience that we have, however big follow or however small, um, follow us on all those things. But um, I think the most important thing is engage with us. Uh, like, oh, it doesn't matter what it is. Thing is. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Our 10 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you. Well, absolutely. Uh, like I'm super time. thankful. And what, what I mean is to... Um, amplify their experience, engage with us. Like we'd love to, like, if there's some place where you disagree, absolutely. Let us know, be like David, send us a, send us a video, send us written form, audio form, doesn't matter. TikTok. So definitely engage with us on TikTok because I'll respond. I'll like almost certainly respond on TikTok. Whereas I I might, I haven't been responding if you've commented on YouTube. And I, I guess that's a good point to, to, to say, which is 
that you love putting out like short videos. So if there's a, like the best way might be a short video. It doesn't matter if your face is not shown, you just put out an audio clip. Like it'd be a great way for us to see what people are thinking and all the stuff that we talk about on air. Comment on TikTok. If they write a comment on TikTok, I can reply with a video. So it's perfect. Basically, I guess what you're trying to say is the underlying point is engage with us. We'll reply. And uh, we would love to get to know what you think about what we're, uh, what we're talking about on air. Cool. Thanks, Winston. Thanks a lot, David. Scene. End of 2020. Welcome 2021. Here's to a new year.